Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, Zero Loki Season 2 bonus episode 6, the finale. Wow. This is our last time doing this on a Thursday night, at least for now. Possibly for a long time, given the news that just dropped in the Marvel Cinematic Universe spheres. But we'll talk about that all on Wednesday. I'm Brandon Davis, joined tonight by Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. Aaron Perrine. What's going on? Jim Viscardi. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Glorious Purpose is here. First of all, kudos to this Loki finale for being titled Glorious Purpose. This felt like a series finale. It felt like the culmination of the Loki story in every way. Uh, but we will save our reactions and reviews for the end of the show. We'd like to start with a recap, then we have a little break, then we're going to come down and talk about Easter eggs, key points, details we want to talk about. And then we take one more break and then the review, and then we'll talk about what we think this did for the rest of the MCU going forward, because this one is, seems to be... Changing things up quite a bit. Uh, as you can see, Jamie Jurak is not here. Jamie Jurak has been doing wonderful, wonderful recaps of these Loki episodes. Uh, Jamie's out interviewing people like David Arbor right now. Jamie is burdened with her own glorious purpose. Yes. <laughs> exactly. She is out working, there. Working the first actor, red carpets, host strike, doing the good work, getting the good quotes. Jamie, we miss you. We can't wait. So stay tuned to Comic Book and the Phase Zero channel because uh, David Arbor, among others, at the box launch event that she is at right now. So uh, we'll have that on the site. But uh, we can start with the recap. I'll try to do the recap. I'm not even going to try to do what Jamie does. I'm just going to run through this quickly in her style, but not with her wit. Uh, this episode starts off phenomenally with Natalie Holt proving she never misses, not once, not ever. She couldn't miss if she tried. She could close her eyes, throw up a full court lob, and it would go swish backwards in time. The Marvel Studios logo goes backwards. The Loki theme song plays backwards. This is Edge of Tomorrow meets Loki because every time Victor Timely dies, Loki goes back in time and has to fix things, and he has to go back further in time to try to get Timely in time to the time multiplier thing. So centuries later, they have the technology. The timelines are infinite, and it can't be fixed is what Victor Timely declares. So Loki's like, hold on, i got to go back even further in time he goes back to the season one finale of Loki where he meets him. Well, he becomes himself where he's standing across from Sylvie. And he's like, Sylvie, you can't kill this man. And Sylvie's like, well, you have to kill me. And she says that over and over and over and over and over and over again, because Loki's are destined to lose. And he just keeps losing because he refuses to kill her and stop her actually. So eventually he who remains is like, ha ha ha. I knew this would happen. And my dreams come true because a Kang variant is actually pulling the strings all along because since the season one finale, when he died, he knew this would happen. So he tells Loki like, Hey bro, 
I can pause time. Remember that thing in the Avengers cartoon and the things you've seen in comics before? Well, it's happening right now. Isn't this awesome? So he does that, which actually shows us that in the episode, the season one finale, he was pausing time instead of teleporting, which is awesome because we talked about that. Maybe he was pausing time when he was moving and avoiding getting stabbed. That's actually what he was doing. He was pausing time. Everyone around him was frozen. We were just seeing it in the real time passing, and it appears that he teleports, but really everything paused. Uh, Loki decides it's an impossible choice, so he goes back in time to talk to Mobius to get advice, and Mobius tells a story about a variant from the past of the Black Sea who was supposed to get killed because he's going to grow up to kill 5,000 people who's eight years old and they couldn't kill him and then people died and Ravonna Renslayer is the one who's able to kill people and make the tough choice in order to save the other people. Really going back to a line of dialogue that we're going to have to talk about from the Marvels in tomorrow's bonus episode about the Marvels because there's a little bit of parallel between those two moments. Uh, he ends up uh, sending Victor Timely out to the loom. Multiplayer gets there, doesn't work. Loki is like, okay, fine, I'll do it myself. Full on Thanos style, except he's not trying to dis destroy the universe. He's trying to multiply it. So he goes out there, destroys the loom. Everything is kind of happily ever after, I think. Uh, he he uh, gets a new costume because that's what Disney Plus does. He goes out, he ascends to the throne. He's got a whole bunch of hair strands in his thing. They're actually timelines and he's giving them life. Uh, and back at the TVA, Mobius is like, I'm gonna go get a piece of that pie called life. Ravonna Renslayer wakes up in Egypt. No, no, that's actually the Void. I think Elioth is coming to chow out on her. That what was that big purple energy coming to her? I don't know. Maybe it was Kang. I Who knows? But uh, there's Kang, just but yes. a happy ending. What's that? I think it was Kang, but yes, go ahead. Keep, keep it was going. probably Kang. It was made to look like a villain, but I think uh, it is a Kang variant coming to recruit her. Uh, Mobius sees his past self. He says, I'm going to let a little bit of time pass. We all cried, and that was Loki season two, the hands down best mcu show on disney plus ever but i'll save more thoughts on that for my review at the end of the episode any points of this show that i missed anything you guys want to talk about real quick out of the gate see i interpreted it to be Elioth, but i do like the idea of it being a king like that didn't I, I, I think they wanted you to think it was Elioth, yeah. but i think that's one of those like don't show and then we can later mm -hmm. somewhere down the line say oh here it was kang because i think ravona to the Kang story is still too important. Yeah. And so I don't think she and she stops here. If, if the next time we see her, she's in her full like comic accurate costume and that they're just like, she's working with Kang. I will be elated. I will be so happy. At first, when I saw that pyramid, I was like, hold on. Is she about to go meet the Kang variant from ancient Egypt? But then, uh, so how did that pyramid get to the void? Somebody pruned a whole. I mean, they, they it's a spaceship, isn't it? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole they bunch of garbage in the like void. the Avengers Tower and stuff. So there's a lot of big things that are pretty. Well, that there. was that was Kang Enterprises Tower. But yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Stuff. And there was a there was a TVA logo in there in the void. I honestly forgot that Renslayer went to the void when this was wrapping up. I was like, are we going to see Renslayer again? And then it just checked in with her really nicely. And I actually thought the show was going to end without checking in on Loki again. When we went to Renslayer, we went to Mobius and B-15 and all that. I was like, is this show not going to cut back over to Loki? And it did one time. It did one time. I was like, this is the perfect way to end the show. I was sat all the way through the credits. I thought maybe just like last season, we would get that Loki will return in season three. But this felt like a series finale. Like This felt like the end of these. Obviously, it's not the end of the stories. It felt like this is the end of this story in a really fulfilling way. Here's what I want to say. This also could have worked. Like as a finale for the MCU. I feel, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I felt like I could step off here. This is a very easy jumping off point right here in this moment. 
Tons Which, of Lost fans on this panel. Just a ton of Lost fans. <laughs> all of them just doing that. Go, Jamie's going to be so sad she missed that. Right. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, look, and I, I put this on Twitter. Like, Loki, th- I think this ending is a perfect example of how, of all of the great things the MCU is capable of. Mm-hmm. The there's you know this thing there's no there's no bad characters only bad stories and and I think again right like it it's it, it it blows my mind all of the conversation that's been in the talk lately you know about like budgets and how much money all of this stuff costs and here you've got look out look I don't know how much Loki costs it they clearly put a lot of money uh, into this but like this feels like the right amount of money. Kofi on comic book nation uh, had the, uh, had a note where it's like, look, this, this season in particular is them just doing laps around the TVA. Uh, so from a set standpoint, there's not much, mm-hmm. uh, not much difference. Well, they also like, had to build all of the 1893 world's fair, which is the bi- biggest yeah. set they ever built for this show. Sure. Right. Right. And so I think like they, I think they spent money there and then they spent, obviously spent a lot on TVA, but like, to me, this feels like smart money used, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, yes. uh, the money here spent, was whatever they spend on it to me is totally worth it. Uh, and, and I think it's just like, I would like more of this, less of what we've been getting, please. I mean, I, I, I think a lot, I think the audiences are showing, they agree with you on that as much as us diehard Marvel fans are finding things we enjoy in all of the Disney plus shows that have been released, whether it's moon Knight, miss Marvel, she Hulk, WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, what if, you name it, Hawkeye, it doesn't matter. We all are finding things we like in that, but the sure. general audiences are not as big as they were. There's no denying there's less people watching right now. And I think, well, maybe that's because there's a little too much coming out. Great for us, great for our show. We get a lot to talk about, we get to enjoy it. But also I think there's just no denying that's general audiences that aren't as diehard about the MCU, who aren't as you know embedded in the communities and stuff like that online this is what you need to do a couple times a year. I think mm-hmm. you're better off doing this quality of a story, this quality of a show a couple times a year. If you could, if they were all this good though, maybe it would be a different story because they weren't all this good in my opinion, but they, this was, this was just phenomenal. This you know? was, this also had it, it. I love that one of the most fleshed out characters in the entirety of the MCU is is this is this Loki or or is Loki kind of period? But like okay, but I need I need some help clearing up some things. Okay, <laughs> this is the Loki that stole the cube from Endgame. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So this is technically not the Loki from Avengers. This is the Loki from Avengers. It is the Loki from Avengers, but it's not the Loki from Avengers. Well, no, it 100% is the Loki from Avengers, but he has not gone on to live out Thor the Dark World, Avengers yeah. Infinity that's, War. Okay, Thor right. So, but that's what I mean, right? So like the Loki that we lived with through the Dark World and Ragnarok is not this Loki. Yes. Correct. The diversion point is the end of Avengers when he like his mouth is covered and Thor's taking right. him away. Okay. Like so yeah. the rest of the events of those movies have happened I to both Loki. Almost wish that wasn't the case. So there is no Acura NSX ad coming up in Loki's future in New York City where Bruce Banner and Tony Stark hug in fancy suits. Uh, there is right. just the Tesseract getting him out of there where Matthew Barry made a bad fantasy football prediction. And he was like, I'm out. Uh, I almost I almost hate that. Like, I understand, like, 
I don't mind it. I think it's I, this either. is how you. This is the only way to make a multiverse character interesting, in my opinion. I mean, sure. Oh, well, maybe not the Arlo. only way, but this is the best way they've done it so far. Sorry, this is certainly not the only way. But I wish but it was our Loki. Our Loki. It is though. It is our Loki. Both of them. But, I, but, there's so, but there is a ton. There's a ton of really good things to like about Loki and dark in the dark in Dark World and Ragnarok. This is as much our Loki. And we don't get Zora. we don't get that. And we don't we don't necessarily get that from this Loki. I mean we do, but we don't. Yeah. It's as much our Loki as Gamora was our Gamora in Guardians yeah. 3, really. Right. As yeah. if Gamora though had watched a video of her life and come around <laughs> to the ideas and enjoyed them and embraced them. Loki well, didn't here. She kind of. Isn't that what happens in Guardians 3 when she's talking to Groot? Nah, I mean, yeah. she kind of was just like, listen. It sounds like that would have been fun, but yeah. I'm not that person. But it's hey. kind of implied that like Peter has told her about right. everything that had yeah. happened. I I, fi- I, I think there's trouble. I think there's value in treat like loving both of these Lokis, and I think oh, sure. that having this opportunity of having Loki's death in Infinity War still matters so much to that story and to that character, and still getting to continue stories with him in this different way. I think they have done that in the, in a way that is very admirable and is very hard to do. So the fact that they've stuck the landing and gotten to this point with him is insane. A hundred percent. We have over 500 people watching live right now. If you're watching on the phase zero YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe because tomorrow we're going to have, be doing this for the Marvels tomorrow afternoon. We're going to have an interview with the Loki executive producer, Kevin Wright, which I'm doing tomorrow. We will get that up on the channel as fast as possible. If you have questions for Kevin, Wright, Drop them in the chat. Also pick some of the best ones and maybe we'll use them. Uh, But there's a lot to discuss there. Uh, anything else we want to talk about just in terms of kind of looking back at this episode before we get into our really deep dive breakdown, talking about Easter eggs, talking about specific story points? Loki's new costume is great. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fantastic. I was hooting and hollering when the horns kept growing progressively <laughs> longer like that. I didn't I never thought we could get that cartoony with them in this way, but they made it look so good. I, I almost am like, I'm going to buy all the merch. I, I know I, I hate mm. it already. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. That costume was fantastic. I can't wait to see the Hot Toys figures. Where's the Mobius Hot Toys figure? Where? <laughs> Just give me a gray-haired man it, in a brown suit and charge me $250 for it. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. Uh, God of stories, maybe. But uh, yeah, so that's our kind of recap on this Loki finale, which I think everybody seems quite impressed with, uh, especially in the comment section. Guys, if you have questions for us, you have things that you want us to talk about, drop them in the comment section. If you're listening to us in podcast form, you can send us your tweets later. We'd love to hear from you on that regard. Leave a five-star review. Uh, We're going to take a quick one-minute break. When we come back, it's time to talk about some Easter eggs, a a, a deeper dive into the details of this episode. Uh, And after that, we will give our full review score for this episode. I think we could also maybe review the season as a whole. So we'll do that. So we'll see you in just a minute. Subscribe to the channel. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to Phase Zero Loki Season 2 bonus episode number 6, a.k.a. The finale. I can't believe we're already at the finale. These Thursday nights have been so much fun. Uh, our, our audience is just growing week after week, and we're having so much fun seeing that and hearing from people who are enjoying the show. Uh, so it's time for one last deep dive into the episode. And uh, I think it's we, we could start with – I mean, we could start with the fact that they went back to the season one finale, and Kang, he who remains, saw that coming, and he even dropped to RIP HWR. And I was like, damn, this man is using Twitter right now in in <laughs> – in in not even real time in fake time but uh the temporal the temporal loom has is revealed to has always been a fail safe to delete all the other timelines and save the sacred timeline so that ultimately he who remains in his timeline remain no matter what which takes me back to the miss minutes on the screen going thank you for your service because they always knew they were just going to wipe those people away what do you he kang felt like a true villain here like this kind of felt like I felt like I felt the the gravity, the potential, the power that Kang has over the multiverse when he was showing Loki how easily he manipulated him to that point where they were just on a loop right there in the Citadel. Oh, Jenna, you're muted. Uh oh. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. It was so nihilistic and I loved it. Like like you said, I think that this kind of showed how evil a Kang can be, which is something that we've been struggling with and wanting to see more of. And I I just thought that the way that they did it was just so interesting. I I don't know. I I thought it was super well done. Well, that, I think that's that's the kind of cra- that's the craziest thing, right? Like we were just talking about how obviously these Disney Plus shows get draw smaller eyeballs than the movies right and this is the most character development uh that makes kang threatening that the that we than than anywhere else mm-hmm. right and so where 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 else do we get that i mean i got to imagine hopefully it's somewhere uh, well and we're only getting one marvel movie next year but hopefully it's somewhere else hopefully soon I mean, that's assuming they stick with the Kang dynasty as the next Avengers movie. Anyway, sure. I mean, you know, yes. right. I, I don't know where you put Kang in unless you start putting variants in other projects like Victor Timely, but they're not as nice. They're mm-hmm. not as friendly. And we start to see them pop up. Uh, but, but I think, but, but he who remains even says like uh, Victor Timely was, was kind of playing you, which is kind of what we were thinking a little bit, you know, uh, from episode four, right. Where the, you know, where he remains is like, oh, is that what he told you? Right. Like it, it just gave the impression that uh, you know, even Victor Timely had his own, obviously, motivations there in a way that uh, he who remains was just kind of like that son of a. <laughs> yeah, I, I like how there was a reference to Ant-Man Kang mm-hmm. in this movie, yes. in this episode at the end there when uh, B-15 goes to talk to Mobius. He's pulling a file and says he's investigating a Kang uh, that was in a parallel world to 616. So obviously referencing the quantum realm, there's pictures of him in that. I actually pulled it up on my screen. We don't have a screenshot of it, but I have, I'm looking at it right now. And there's actually photos from Ant-Man in black and white in that folder. 
it's really hard to it's right at the uh it's at the let's see what time this is in the series it is uh right about 43 minutes and 38 seconds in you can uh, look at it and there's so much fine te- like i'm gonna do this watch this just so we have the uh, just so we could see it but uh like I, I, it's not hd on my screen right now because i can't even read it but i do want to eventually find the hd version so when um, we get season two on the 4K Blu-ray, like yeah. they release season one, that's yeah. it. And then we know where to go look. Right, exactly. Uh, I want to see that in 4K because that's Kang as he appeared in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. That's a picture of him. I'm not sure what that is. I guess that's another picture of Kang. No, that's the battery. That's oh, yeah, the multi-spurt yeah. engine. Oh, that's the Harbulary batteries. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That's Jurax reference. I'm so sorry. I will say I would laugh if you really want to know what that dossier says and then it just ends up being like the most generic like synopsis like I get war flashbacks to one time on one of the Arrowverse shows they just copied the Wikipedia for Azrael and just like translated it and put it in like a screen (laughs) at one point like it could just end up being that but I don't know yeah yeah well I'm I I I feel like Loki is the one thing that gives me confidence that things in this saga are going to connect the and Quantumania and Loki already did collaborate so we haven't seen a lot of that. We saw that between Hawkeye and Black Widow. And now we've seen it between Loki and Quantumania. And it, yes, Spider-Man wasn't possible without Loki season one, but like there was no real clear, tangible like story way that you could actually equate them other than Loki made the multiverse possible. But like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were already Spider-Man anyway. Oh, and Miss Marvel and the Marvels. Obviously, yes, that character as a whole goes on to the Marvels. But in terms of story, yeah, I guess they're, they're just... Ant-Man and Loki did a good job with it. That's what I, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, Marvel's did a good job with it too. Uh, Secret Invasion, completely forgotten, however, <laughs> and connected to nothing, which we will talk about on tomorrow's The Marvels episode, tomorrow afternoon on the Phase Zero channel. We'll give you an exact time tomorrow morning at what time we're going to release that and broadcast it on the channel. Um, all right, what else? The Loki can pause time too. That's powerful stuff. That's cool. I love that Kang is pausing time. There's an animated series where you can watch how terrifying it is for Kang to pause time. You can read also the Avengers Forever comic and see Kang pause time. That is really a powerful thing because you can just pause it while Thor's about to swing his hammer and just kill Thor before Thor's even unpaused. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome to see how the Avengers, that, and also terrifying, see how the Avengers have to fight that in Kang Dynasty if we get if the movie does happen. Okay, well, see, now now that kind of brings up the question of, uh, in the Slack chat, folks were saying, you know, it is Loki becoming what's in the comic book for Secret Wars, the Hickman one, the God Emperor Doom stand-in, or my theory is that he he's the new he who remains, and that Loki gets put on the shelf for a little bit and will return in a portals-like moment in secret wars uh with some kind of heroic return bringing other people to the you know other heroes to the thing but like but again right but that's kind of why i asked the question in the beginning of like whose loki is this where i feel like the loki that continued on in the main 616 would do that i this one may i don't know we just like you know i or would he just kind of do it for like the people that he's grown close to, which is Mobius and Sylvie and, and the TVA. And so like, that's, that's kind of the, the, the wrinkle 
in my well, this, theory. This Loki still has a brother Thor who he still reluctantly loved, even if he didn't admit it in the first Thor movie and the first sure. Avengers movie. There was definitely always a bond there. So I do right. think he ultimately the universe he is loyal to is the universe he spawned from. No? I, I, mm. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, sure. But I think you're right. I think he's going to be kind of a combination of he a new he who remains, the you know, Emperor Doom, uh, Beyonder, you know, all these different versions of of the godlike character that is pulling the strings in Secret Wars. He's going to, and that's what they love to do in these event movies that are based on event comics. They kind of pull a couple different things from a couple different events and then they put them in one. But I this is say, it. But this no. is a good opportunity, like I said, to put Loki on the shelf for a little while. We don't need to see Loki for a while. I would love to see Loki again, but we really don't need to. And I almost kind of hope they show some, some restraint and they kind of keep him away for a bit. So that way, when he does come back, we get that like, holy shit moment uh oh man and i and i hope again right that like there's enough time that passes before that happens i agree with that i i think that there's a way to do it to where i i also think making this like making the choice to kind of amalgamize him in all of these sort of secret warsy roles is really smart because by the time we get to that storyline being told in the movies even if you are an audience member who doesn't watch the disney plus shows and isn't keeping up with the nitty-gritty you recognize loki and you recognize tom hiddleston as loki and so you might be confused by him jumping to that point but you can see it and you can follow it um but yeah i i agree i feel like we don't need to see him unless there's a really really good lore reason between now and secret wars but now I almost like the whole idea of incursions. I don't, I guess doesn't matter anymore. Right. Cause like incursions were, were, were multiverses crashing in on one another. And if the multiverse problem is presumably fixed with Loki holding it all together, then that's not necessarily a problem anymore. Is it? He's not holding all of them. He's holding the ones he can hold. Yeah. There's other ones. There are already Kang variants out there, even though the TVA still has a chance. So, like, you're still getting incursions. There's, they're still out there. Yeah. He's giving y'all a, a, a lifeline to figure it out. Some lifeboats to figure it out before everything goes to crap. Okay. That's I, once heard it, I once heard a hero say, "Say who you can." <laughs> but uh, it seems like that might be what Loki did. I mean, I know you have Jenna has thoughts on Loki's comic equivalent that he just became. I mean, like we said, like there are so many like there. I do feel like he is kind of the amalgam of all of these things. But on top mm -hmm. of that, he's the god of stories now. Like there is this is the MCU's way of kind of ushering in that era of Loki storytelling. Like at, outside of just, you know, putting him in a white void and completely having it be comic accurate. I think they handled that in such a cool way. I was hooting and hollering when we got to that entire sequence because I would not have expected it to be done, much less done in that way. Mm hmm. I, I, I want to know about the um, the variant of the Black Sea. So I, I, I realize I missed a little bit of dialogue because I can't pause because I have to finish the show immediately so I can come do this show. I know there was a little piece of dialogue I missed there. Did, was there anything that implied that variant was somebody significant? I don't think so. Mm, I refuse to admit anything is an accident. <laughs> To accept. I like I was writing our recap, so I didn't get to research, but I definitely want to like look and see if there's maybe some sort of comic that involves the Black Sea and we could hint at what that character is. But off the top of my head, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, Frank being, you know, an escape and like based on a real life escaped prisoner from Alcatraz, I'm kind of sitting here like I bet there is like some historical figure 
that was responsible for killing 5,000 people around the Battle of the Black Sea, not to be confused with the Battle of Blackwater. But uh, I mean, I didn't know if there was something I missed there. So ultimately, Mobius declared that variant was pruned, right? Or was killed? Yeah. By Ravona. Yes. Ravona's a savage, dude. Ravona. I love that's it. why I mean that's why I believe that she like we're not done with Ravona yet. No way we're done no. with Ravona. Absolutely yeah. not. If more Kang story is coming, more Ravona story is coming, and the two of them are about to dominate some timelines together, whether he wants a partner or not, I think that that's gonna happen. Um I think that's about all the Easter eggs I have. I mean, you guys talk you want to talk about the world tree? Did you guys already like that? I mean, I mean we can. Please. Yeah. Well, so the the design that's shown in the TVA is very world tree looking, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's you can go one of two ways. Is the MCU kind of gonna massage what it has already established the world tree is? Because the world tree gets a mention as early as Captain America: The First Avenger, where Red Skull is being super German and talking about Yogg's drill and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's a whole thing of it on the wall. Uh, and then, right. Like, and then, you know, we get like Jotunheim is, is one of the realms and obviously we visit Jotunheim in, in the MCU. And so, so like, is it the world tree? Is it not the world tree? Is it a new world tree? Maybe. Jenna thoughts. I feel like for the purpose of secret wars, this is the world tree. I feel like I also just loved that pan and that reveal so much because if you had told me at the start of the season that that is where we would have ended up with the loom, I I would have believed you, but I wouldn't have thought of that myself. I think there are plenty of ways in this franchise to, like you said, kind of massage and casually retcon something because it was originally introduced before this franchise was even really a franchise. I think something like going as early back as Cap 1 and as Dark World, there's a way to kind of make it to where that they might be talking about the same thing, but they might not view it in the way that it actually is. They might view it as more of a mythological thing than we actually now know it is, or they just pull a fake infinity gauntlet with it and like, ah, that wasn't really the world truth. <laughs> so for those of us unfamiliar, can you, can somebody give me a quick crash course on the world tree? Jim, go for it. Uh, the world tree is the, the nine is represents the nine realms of presumably like the universe, right? And so it's the, the biggest problem is that the, uh, the the MCU has established that Asgardians are not gods, they're aliens, right? And so in the in this in the sense of the world tree where they're like are quote gods, um, they're or you know I guess they're they're part of it that there's there's nine realms that represent you know the, the kind of Oh, oh god the the different kind of not warring factions but because like odin in, inevitably with asgard sitting at the the crown of it basically you know united everything and created peace or whatever and so 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 like so it's it's that but again right like i think you know even chat mentioned it like if this could be something that loki is using as a familiar device because it's something that he knows and, and is, is putting it together is putting it together that way. And then you, you, I mean, look for all intents and purposes, the re- the other realms of the nine realms could just be other planets. Right. Uh, and so if that's the case, then yeah, sure. Here, now here's the new world tree. 
Well, so in theory, though, that could be a big central figure to the multiverse saga going into Secret Wars, and it could be a place where a lot of different heroes and villains are going to end up interacting and crossing paths as their universes kind of coincide, all going through that location with Loki being the centerpiece. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, we have 650 people watching live right now. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much for joining us for our Loki season two finale episode. The Marvel's episode is coming up tomorrow. We're really excited and hope you'll join us for that as well. Uh, We're talking about this finale. Glorious. Where did did the gold come from in Loki's throne? I guess it, it, it just... Well, that's kind of the question I have because I feel like with that at the Citadel at the end of time, it looks like cracks throughout that, but they're golden. So I kind of think that whatever that is, is sort of like part of the structure almost intentionally. It looks, it makes it look old and run down, but that stuff was running through that place already in the season one finale. So maybe it's just being rebuilt. That was my guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't care. It looked cool. That's pretty much all I got from it. <laughs> uh, I think the, the other the the other the kind of lingering thing that's out there is what happens to Sylvie? Where does she go? I mean, what happens to everybody? Yeah. Well, I mean, Mo- Morbius presumably Morbius presumably presumably Morbius goes back. Morbius. Not Morbius. I meant I meant Mobius. <laughs> Mobius <laughs> back and lives his life. Well, he can't though. He can't go back and live his life. Like, what is he about yeah. to do? Pull a Wanda? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You would have to get rid of it. Could you imagine the feeling of going anywhere in time and actually observing yourself, having a good time? I feel like that would be one of the single most incredible feelings ever to go to a past moment and see yourself having fun. I think that would be the most fulfilling, incredible, overwhelming joy you could feel even better than actually experiencing that moment anyway. But I also, at the same time, I get why he was kind of overwhelmed by it. Because he has a whole remark of like, oh, this is the nicest lawn on the block or whatever. Like, he was kind of like almost amazed by it. Yeah. Yeah, It would be very trippy. And the way that they put that shot on him with the sun just on his face, it was just perfect. I'm just going to let some time pass. Wow. That's great. But Sylvie, I don't know. I don't know. So what does he do? He's just going to watch this timeline play out from afar on a jet ski somewhere <laughs> he has a tent pad right i think so man if i'm him just go rob a few banks and live happily ever after in every timeline <laughs> i was gonna say like he has the ability to make whatever life he wants he has the ability to do what sylvie did like sure, in the start yeah. of season two and just like what does his like that was the life before the tva got to him he doesn't have to continue that life with his two kids if he doesn't want to he could just go be oh, on a oh, jet but, ski okay Oh, so I speak as someone who like who ha- who has kid who has a kid, right? There is no way I could like just go start a new life with and not want to be involved in the life I know I I, I now just found out I left. Yeah, but you remember that life and you feel that life. Mo- Mobius doesn't have that feeling. Yeah, but he, but he, do, oh, he, but does he? He doesn't though. He knows oh. it exists, but he doesn't feel it. You know, he doesn't have the memories. He doesn't have the emotions that come because this Mobius oh. like started from the end of episode four and then diverged in this episode. He didn't go through the whole thing of everyone being like rebooted back to their oh, human selves. Right. So okay, he just sense. knows that this exists, and that was the thing he was saying all season of like, do I even want to know what my right. life looks like? Yeah. And so now okay. he knows, but he doesn't have to follow it. So, so I think the fair. fact that there's another Mobius there, it's like he's not leaving the kids by themselves. Like I think. He <laughs> He knows they're going to oh, be okay. He's yeah, about yeah. to go to go to Don right there on the front lawn and say, this is me being reasonable. He's going to put him in the trash can. He's going to take over. <laughs> I'll take it from here. 
Uh, uh, That's how you get hit with a bagel, BD. <laughs> with a bagel oh man that'd be that's a potty reference right there he uh sylvie i have no idea where she goes she could go to mcdonald's in any universe i feel like she can she just is happy to feel like she has free will and it seems now a lot of these universes are kind of living happily ever after and with some sense of stability so i bet she's thrilled about that i almost wonder be if she becomes the loki of the main like of like she becomes our new loki I just don't see how Loki even plays a part. Like there's no upcoming title where any Loki needs to play a part in my opinion. He's a little too old to be a young Avenger, but I could have seen her kind of fit in there. I mean, she, she is also kind of enchantress in the same sort of way. Like when she was first introduced, it was like, Oh, this is enchantress and lady Loki hybrid. So if we needed an enchantress S character, you could always throw her in there. When I first saw Loki walking out through the, uh, out of the loom towards the little button, I thought when when the costume was first coming onto him, I thought he was like de-aging into a kid. I thought I we were seeing too. like, yeah, you thought uh, that, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it too. I, I thought he like became that teen, like a dip, like the teenage Loki we saw in this in the late in season one and stuff. And then he was going to eventually keep becoming all the like younger or all the other Lokis or something. And then ultimately those horns came out, and I was like, "Woo, this is fire!" <laughs> I'm not uh, just picturing baby Loki, like just Benjamin buttoning <laughs> that entire walk. Scott Lang in Endgame. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought I honestly thought he was de aging though. Uh, and if my birthday's coming up, so if I can have that walk, I'll take it. Uh, all right. Anything else we want to talk about in terms of the deep dive before we get into the review portion of the show? I think we covered it. Aaron's yeah, deep in thought. Right. Why, why? Oh, well, I guess he inverted the story. That's why all the new TVA handbooks are yellow and red yeah. instead of red and yellow now, or like orange and yellow. Like, so is it different? That's interesting to think about. Like, <laughs> is handing young Victor Timely the yellow one instead of the orange going to actually turn him into? He remains instead because it seemed like he was. But, a the, but he didn't get one though. No, I think that was they, they show that he didn't get one. Yeah, that was, that oh, was so the whole point of the thing. He doesn't get one. Candle, yeah, he's just he's just, he's just somewhere. God yeah, bless. he's just living his life. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's better. He's just yeah. making candles somewhere in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then his yeah, house yeah, gets yeah. torn down for the World's Fair. Solid. Yeah. He lives through the fire like everything. Yeah, Victor Timely seemingly got to just grow up and be. An inventor and uh, a little luminary, as he referred to himself. Okay. But so without that's, so the that's, TVA so that is input. now three Kang variants who have gotten the uh, out of the millions that that exist out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got natural causes, causes, though. Like he didn't get, he didn't get <laughs> I know this was very human. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> this was sure. just we're not going to enlighten you. And okay. Make you evil. Taken off the, those, those are three now. Kang variants taken off the board. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe Victor Timely will come back and be a hero in the next in in one of the Avengers movies. Yeah, although there is the although case, there is a question that's been in the chat that I've seen a bit. It was like, what now is the purpose of the TVA? I was about to yeah. ask that. Other than being happily ever after and eating key lime pie and having you know discussions about work and monitoring stuff. Well, but it looked it was on that sign. The sign the the sign where you first kind of goes. It says it's like grow and cultivate your timeline instead of prune your timeline so i assume that means watch out for all the kangs they're probably all reason they probably all no, i think now the tva is basically just a kang monitoring system yeah, I was I think- it's the wall <laughs> yeah holy crap it's the wall oh no <laughs> but like it is it, it's this thing because like going from season one to now of like there is only one timeline and we must protect that to like now we can protect tons of them as many as loki is holding i think right. that that is now their new purpose is to just view it as like a multifaceted thing it is right. the mcu life alert 
Yes. I, I think they will. Uh, I've fallen. My universe has fallen. And it can't <laughs> yeah. I, I do think they'll be in Deadpool 3. I think that rumor is going to turn out to be true. Yeah. And I think that they'll probably be a really interesting factor in that. Who knows if they have a big role? But if you think about that Deadpool 2 credit scene and even X-Men Days of Future Past, like that franchise has used time travel and Deadpool has abused time travel. So they would seemingly go out there and maybe they'll just stab. Maybe the dog pool that we saw today is going to show again, like a Deadpool core. Like, you know, maybe there's like a whole bunch of Deadpools that are about to be a part of it. And the TV, I, I have, to, right I have to imagine that, that now the TVA is more tasked with keeping variants in their own timeline, as opposed to just zapping the ones that, that cross into other timelines. Uh, so like if you're, a, if you're a variant and you end up in another timeline, the TVA shows up and says, no, 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 you go back home and brings you back to, to your timeline because we can't, we, there no, no pollutant of the timelines here. I think so. And that's probably going to be a factor in, in Deadpool three. In Deadpool, like, right? Wolverine like that's right. That Wolverine died. Why is there Wolverines popping up in different places? Yeah. Uh, we got to get this under, under, you know, under control. Uh, then again, I guess that's where you like where you guys mentioned the whole point of like how con uh, 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 convergence or can come back in that like you know if two universes bump up uh, against one another and you know like a bunch shake out and fall into the other one, uh, then like that's where that's that's where it gets messy. Also, there's no more failsafe to replace it. So if they screw up and it ends, it really ends this time. <laughs> that is we're, true. We're boned. So good luck, everybody. I hope <laughs> that you guys is a very that good out. Point. I would assume that in Kang Dynasty, the TVA will be destroyed. Me and too. that will be the Infinity War of this piece. Mm. And then Secret Wars will come as a result of the multiverse finally becoming unstable and incursions happening. And there will be, we will, it seems we are going to be familiarized with other universes. Loki season two did it. Deadpool three is about to do it. Uh, something else that's coming before Deadpool three. If you saw it, you know, there's other multiverse stuff already in play in the MCU exploring stuff like that. That's really interesting. So I okay. think they have a lot of work to do. I, I think there's uh, the, the MCU is clearly taking a step back to kind of recalibrate with the fact that Deadpool three is only the, the only Marvel movie coming next year. What if about to drop in December? Echo the only the only show in January, and then possibly Agatha as the only other series next year coming in late 2024. So I think they're about to recalibrate and try to really hone this thing in and maybe get it more connected and slow things down a bit. I don't think Secret Wars is coming in 27 anymore. Yeah, don't can I can I windmill you before you code off eight years in the future? Like I think that actually when they lose in Kang Dynasty. It the battlefield of Battle World is the TVA. That's oh. why it was dirt under where Ravona was standing. Oh. I think they he builds Battle World on top of my conquest because they're conquerors. Like I that like would be that. cool. I will yeah. say that the TVA dying off now makes me even more glad that Mobius left because I would hate if oh. that was how he ended. Like, <laughs> I need, I still need the mental image of him like riding a jet ski through space in, into Secret Wars. And if we didn't get that and he just died in the TVA, I would be so, so sad. People are talking about the schedule for next year in the chat. Spider-Man freshman year. I don't know when that's coming. Uh, Cap 4 delayed to 25. So yeah, not a whole lot coming next year. X-Men 97 though is still supposed to come next year. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I like that Battle World theory quite a bit. November 9th, 2023. Stamp it because whenever Secret Wars does come out, we can revisit this and call Aaron Perina Prophet Jesus once Christ. again. Yeah. Aaron has I been hope correct. I'm still alive. Many, many times. 
and I don't. <laughs> I know so too. Almost a year. I might not be at this rate. Uh, listen, I'm not, man. I was like, you know what? I just want to do this job until Secret Wars come out. I want to host Phase Zero until Secret Wars comes out. Uh, and then I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll step off right then, and I'll live happily ever after. But now it's like that's gonna. My, I'm gonna be an old joke. We're gonna be living in jars. We're gonna be living in jars by the time it comes out. I'm telling you, it's gonna be like Scott Lang's head and What If is gonna be hosting this thing (laughs) uh, (laughs) by the time Secret Wars comes out. Okay, well, you want to hear our reviews? You want to hear our ten score for this episode? You want to hear us rate this season of Loki? We'll stick around to subscribe to the channel. Over 650 people watching right now. We love y'all for this. Has been such a fun ride with Loki season two. I'm really sad actually very sad this is coming to an end we debated doing this on thursday nights i'm really glad we decided to do this i wish jamie could be here with us we're stuck with jim viscardi but it's okay wow. for the finale <laughs> can i say uh, one thing because jamie's not here i love when loki is going out the door and he turns to uh, to sylvie and to mobius and it's like i'm doing this for you and it's not really clear which of them he's really talking to because <laughs> the answer is both and the answer after, is both after all of the throuple shipping discourse that J- jamie endured earlier in the season and I'm really glad that we got that moment. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yes. All right. Quick one minute break. When we come back, it's time for our review scores out of 10. Chat, leave your review score for tonight's episode of Loki, the season two finale out of 10 in the chat during the break and see if it lines up with what we're about to say. See you in a moment. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. back for the last time to our phase zero loki season two bonus episodes this is the finale bonus episode it's time to review it we'll start with reviewing this episode and then we will review really quickly season two as a whole see how it ranks up against other mcu shows on disney plus aaron you're you have the tremendous fortune of being at the top of the screen and you are have the tremendous fortune of being muted <laughs> No. Jenna, you have the tremendous fortune of Aaron <laughs> muted. And so- <laughs> oh man, I was. Aaron's good. He's good. He's back. Let let Aaron go first. No, no, no. You you could. Um. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say that it. Yeah, Rochambeau. Um. I'm gonna go nine out of ten because I mean, good for God, the episode. Yes, for the episode. Uh, Nally Holt, like just mm-hmm. playing the mm-hmm. Phil Collins. MVP piano on fire meme the entire episode. <laughs> yes. I don't understand why she went so hard, but we're glad she did. I am thrilled to get, I was hoping, because if you watch the teaser image that they put out earlier, you got hints that we were going back to the Citadel to have like this conversation. 
and it lived up to it because I was like, oh my God. Also, weirdly, the stuff at the beginning, I was cheering. Yes, that exact meme. If you're listening in podcast forms, I'm sorry about your look. Go to know your meme and piano on fire. Google, you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I don't know where we're going other than just Kang being a threat, but I'm happy that everybody seems really excited. Jenna? I would definitely say like 8.5 out of 10. I think that there are a couple moments in this episode where the narrative tension kind of almost runs out of like kind of the repetition goes on a little bit too long, but I think they did this really, really well. This reminded me of my favorite Peter Capaldi Doctor Who arc, um, that like Hellbent Heaven Sent arc, where he goes through the world's longest time loop and like ages over centuries, and it is beautiful. And this felt like that. And then just getting to the final moments with Loki and having all that, like I said, I was almost lightheaded. I was so happy we were getting to that point. So love it, love it, Jim. Yeah, I'm. I want to agree with like eight point five. I think is a solid uh, rating for for the episode. Um, again, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there there are absolute moments of this that I loved, but I'm not gonna lie. There were definitely a few moments where I hit that skip ten seconds ten seconds button more times than I probably care to admit. What wow. is wrong with you? I, I mean, <laughs> there are a few moments that just lingered a little too long and i wanted to get to the next thing wow 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 uh the chat is in shambles they need to know like <laughs> what you're talking about this is why don't, okay chat all right you know don't you look don't don't come you're, after me there nah. are plenty of times where nope. you're hitting that that plus 10 seconds button literally no, and, no you're, hoping no, and you're hoping no. no one notices literally nobody does that ever mm. do you also mm. speed up netflix do you like change the speed on netflix to like i watch i watch shows like uh i watch love is blind uh, i ride that button i literally <laughs> yes, all i do love is blind i hit i hit that button so many times just to get through and then like when something good shows up i go oh okay all right perfect. wow but again right like but i think i think that this this wow. episode had had a, had a some pacing issues but you know give me yep. the Give me the moment inside the Citadel all day, every day, kind of thing. Uh, because like that was that was great. And then you know, and mm-hmm. but even then, I think it was one of those things. Like like even there, I was like, <laughs> well, I'm gonna hit it once or twice here because there was. There was <laughs> I've never here. seen one of us get cooked this hard. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are the cookout. You are the barbecue marinate them, grill them up, turn them over, roast the other side. Barbecue chicken alert! Literally, <laughs> chicken alert does that. <laughs> All right, look, I'm the, I, look, I'm the only one brave enough to admit it. Nobody right? does that. No, at, there, there, I don't there do are people. Going, I have to you know, there are people the show. If I skip ahead, right I get in trouble. You know what, Jim? I do that too, and it's okay. I know I'm typically the warden with the keys, but Jim, I got an army of 500 people watching live who want you back in jail. If we didn't already have the jail bit, like we would be having it now. We would have it now. <laughs> the time Jim, loop. Jim used to convince me. Nah. Look, it's a tool. <laughs> oh, are you going to go there? Go ahead. Well, you, what? How you pranked me once? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Jim, we used to work. So here's here's what happened. Quick story to end this. This is here a little completely not related to Loki, but you want to know how the comicbook.com office works? Back in the day, pre-COVID, we're in our old office. Jim Jim's desk was right next to mine. Now Jim's big old fancy man with his own office. But Jim used to be right next to me. So 
there's a glass wall behind Jim where the video editors, John and Jill and other people at the time would all be in there editing videos. So they could see Jim and under his desk and his computers and all that. Cause the way it was set up, I'd be facing them. Jim's back would be to them. So Jim told me one day that he takes naps under his desk in the middle of the day on his lunch break, that he's got a pillow and he goes under there and he takes naps. And I was like, Jim, you do not take naps under your desk. And so then I, he calls John out and John, he's like, John, have you ever, you've seen me sleeping under my desk, right? And John was just like, yeah, you just curl. I've seen you, you just lay under your desk for a little bit. I'm always wondering what you're doing. And everybody in the office made me believe that Jim naps under his desk. And I fully was like in on it. I don't know how we even got to the story now, but eventually it came out that Jim, in fact, did not take naps. <laughs> okay. No, let's not. It's not. It, it came out. <laughs> I went to lunch one day and I left a note under my desk, which was a picture of me oh, that's right. and the bird. And, uh, and, right. and Brandon was like, Hey, where's Jim? And everyone said, Oh, he's probably taking a nap. And Brandon came around the desk to take a look, to see if I was there. And there it was. And there it was. I we was also there faked ninjas autograph once too. Get, flipping him the bird. Gaslight gatekeeper. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know what everybody wishes they could have done on the live stream just now? Hit the 10 seconds forward button. Well. <laughs> but I was, Brandon, I was what's your rating? I was prolonging my story. You want to hit the 10 seconds forward button? I'm hitting the 10 out of 10 button. I think this was great. I loved every second of it. It was 57 plus minutes long with credits. I know credits are about one hour long, so we got negative three minutes of actual footage. <laughs> But this was fantastic. This is how you end a show. This felt like not only a season finale, it felt like a series finale. I felt the most emotion from a Disney Plus show, any Disney Plus show, but Marvel show that I've ever felt since Vision probably left that note that said to grow old in. I have not felt this strongly about characters. I have not felt this strongly about the story. I have not been this impressed by music. I have not been this impressed by set design, production design, just story structure, all of it. I think that this one landed Loki season two and made it. I'll just be the first one to go here and say, I think this season of Loki is probably a nine, 9.5 out of 10. And it is definitively unquestionably. There is no room for error, mistake or argument on this. The best show Disney plus has ever released. And Marvel has ever released on Disney plus. I, it is Ahead of WandaVision, I know, come at me. It's better than Loki season one. Jim, it is so much better than Moon Knight. Sorry, yeah, Jenna, it's better than She-Hulk. Aaron, it's better that. than Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Miss Marvel. This is it. This is the one. I'm starting the fight. I'm fighting the good fight. Loki wins. <laughs> I will say, you did say all of Disney+, Plus, so that includes The Mandalorian, which I know you really... Yeah, love. I love The Mandalorian. I would have put The Mandalorian season one probably ahead of any Marvel show. May, probably season two as well. This is, I think Loki season two was the best thing they've ever released. Here's, here's the thing though. I think Loki season two is such a success because it is season two. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like it's hard. You can include pit. season one though. It's the, still the best show overall. You would, you would put Loki season one over WandaVision. I already do. <laughs> cause I would, cause like if I had to rank them, it would probably for me from a rewatchability standpoint, it probably would be Loki season two, WandaVision, then Loki season one, there. if anything. But I, but I think Loki season two gets the special bonus because we have so, because we have six other hours worth of, of. And why didn't Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness get a special bonus? Well, 
But like, but I, but well, but I, I'm I'm talking about Disney Plus stuff though, right? Sure. Like, I, I already have to me one just slightly above WandaVision anyway. That's my and I recognize that that's your taste. That's gonna debatable. I'm, right. I'm fully with that, and I, I I'm fine with that. I would put Loki season one, which is my favorite Disney Plus show before this, with Loki season two ahead of everything else because Mando season three I enjoyed it, but it wasn't nearly as good as the first two seasons. I think Loki hasn't missed yet, so yeah. I, it's 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 my number one. Um, but I, I know everybody can have a different opinion. I'm just kind of messing around here and strongly voicing mine. Uh, Jenna, what do you think? I think Loki writ large is easily one of my top three, probably my top two of the Disney plus shows. I think I, I really need to rewatch this season as an entire entity, because I think having watched the first four episodes so early and having that idea of what I thought the season was going to be, and then getting to where we are, we're at now, I really liked the first four episodes. There were some parts I didn't love, but I liked them, but then five and six really crystallized it for me. So I think I need more time to kind of just sit with this as an entire entity, but I did still really enjoy it. You know what you're going to do when you rewatch Loki season two? You're going to push that second button. <laughs> no. A bunch. Tim. Because I think that for me is probably going to be the biggest issue of this, of this season. I loved this season. Let, let, let me just, let me just say like this, this season. Yeah. I think all four minutes that you watched of it. Played, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this, this season played with concepts in a way that felt made for television uh, in a sense. Right felt way more episodic in nature, which I, which I really appreciated, but you probably, if you made the episodes maybe a little bit longer, you, uh, you probably could have cut one, one, maybe two episodes off of this thing and still had the same show. All right. So what do you rate season two out of 10? I'd probably give it an eight, 8.5. If, if I, if I was feeling, feeling spicy. Jenna, did you give it a number? I did not. I think it's about the same. I would say like 8.25 probably okay. right now. But like I said, I the five and sure. six helped boost that number a lot for me. Aaron? Aaron's been quiet this whole time. Well, here come the thoughts. I'll, I'll probably give it like an eight because, you know, yeah. I must say it's very tightly plotted. Get, shout out to Eric Martin and them for making a closed loop system while everybody yelled about the time travel and them two not making any sense. And then this is pretty much airtight. Um, but people are still going to argue about it because we've been here again. We'll just end up in this chair always. That's what we do. Um, for Jamie, WandaVision supremacy. Because she's not here to defend herself. Yes. Sure. Jamie would have like steam coming out of her ears. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, she, would have, she wouldn't have sat here patiently like, I do. No. That's not right. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Cam, forgive me if I shouldn't share this. <laughs> it's out of focus. We can't really read it. Cam said, a shame for Viscardi. I love Cam, man. Cam, I invited Cam on last week, but he had to go play football. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what that guy thinks he's doing. He's got a career in the NFL. Uh, Cam loves Cam. Cam is an awesome, dude. And he loved, he, he loved Loki as well. That's taste. I knew I had some friends somewhere with taste who could recognize the nine plus score this show deserves. Jim, I bet nobody <laughs> else pressed fast forward in my life. There's someone you know. in there that that in the chat who might just be Jim from another timeline. He's like, Moon Knight is better than, than <laughs> season two. And I was like, Jim, you got burgers? Jim <laughs> AI. Hi, Derek. I see you. Look. <laughs> Look, everyone, everyone's just mad because they know I'm right and they just can't find it in themselves <laughs> to just come to terms and admit it. It's fine. It's okay. 
I'm doing That's it for you, Ben. Would say. I'm doing it for you. I'm like invincible in the opening scene from that <laughs> multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, no, I, we all. Hey, it's all jokes. We are. We all. We all love Jim. We all have a good time on here. You don't uh, miss anything in ten seconds. I okay? also want now, especially well, in those miss, long miss, staring moments. You are the reason exactly why like ten seconds ten worth movies into TikToks. Like you're the reason why people do that. Clearly, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Uh, so, so that's our Loki season two bonus episode <laughs> run. This was a blast. We're going to figure out how to tackle echo. They're releasing all five episodes at the same time. What if is not doing that? What if is going to have a different release structure? So we're also going to figure out how to do bonus episodes around that. We have a regular Wednesday shows for the rest of the year. We have some rankings episodes still ahead. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up on phase zero before the year's over. This has been hands down. One of the most fun rides I would say since 2021, on phase zero is these Loki bonus episodes. I've had so much fun. And I really appreciate all you guys uh, who have been a part of this show with me on Thursday nights, Richard and Peter behind the scenes, Jim who's joining us, uh, Jamie who joins us usually every Thursday, but out tonight, Jamie is out having a blast at the box launch event. I bet she's having such a good time. I hope she is. And I can't wait to see, you know, the content she gets out of that. Um, but that's our show, man. Jim, any last words for our Loki season two finale bonus episode? No, as I said, they, like Loki again, right. Has kind of, I think surprisingly restored a lot of faith in the kind of the MCU, right? This is the MCU done right. And when it's done right, it is some of the best entertainment out there. Right. And uh, this is the most fun I've had. Look, I loved moon Knight, and I wish moon Knight came out at 8 PM central. And we oh. got to have <laughs> fun stuff like this. Right. I wish, I wish WandaVision did. Right. Because I, how like I like think of all the fun we had with WandaVision, even like waiting, like to have to have those moments kind of fresh right out of WandaVision would have been phenomenal. And so I really do. Uh, I hope this this time frame sticks for mm-hmm. these Disney Plus shows, um, because I because, again, I, I think launching them at midnight or whatever the hell they do truly kills a lot of the momentum and a lot of the excitement for it. Cause now everyone can do it and you can, you can experience it and everyone, everyone's like having that moment together. And that's truly what makes television so great. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah. So like I said, like I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed being able to experience Loki with everyone and not having to, you know, worry about waking up at six in the morning to try and crush it and then come up with stories to write. Marvel not being associated with my cup of coffee is, is nice. Jenna. <laughs> um, I completely echo what Jim said. I'll just say that. Cause like, I was thinking about this last week of like the she Hulk era, if it had been in primetime would have been so wild in the best way. I say that as someone who stayed up till three, four in the morning every week to watch it and write about it. But I do hope they keep this going forward. Cause I feel like it would have been, it's, it was so fun for this. And I'm at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on social media. Go read some comics. Go read Loki, Agent of Asgard. I know I recommended it on the show last week, but this episode just made it even more relevant and it is a really good run. So go read it and go watch things without skipping 10 seconds at a time. All <laughs> right. The comment oh. section is still cooking his ass. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> Hello. I, I, I do have to give. I gotta give. My, I gotta give Mike Rita some uh, some some props here. Uh, experience Loki about two minutes faster than one. Why? It's a good one. You, you stay off a TikTok, one. bro. <laughs> Fry in your brain. Aaron, you've only watched an hour of Oppenheimer with all this. <laughs> 
It'll, it'll change your life once you embrace no. it. No, I will never do it. No, that would be so irresponsible of me. I have to come on here and talk like I know what I'm talking about. Okay. I see it. I want to enjoy it. I'm sorry. Okay. What just happened? Why, why are you like this? Why? Are oh you my god! It's not even that late. Can you imagine if it was midnight? Hi, I'm Aaron. At some recorded on Twitter. Oh my god! I'm gonna be laughing about this for 35 minutes after we get off. Jim Skip. Um, go watch Jamie's box lunch interviews tomorrow. I'm sure they're gonna be great. I'm like literally tearing up. Cannot get through a promo right now without crying. Um, go see the Marvels. And go read comicbook.com where they have worked tirelessly to tell you about Idrisil and Mortis <laughs> and all this other stuff. And my eyes are still watering. <laughs> I get out of this promo. Brandon, save me. Save me. <laughs> Jim the Flash got nothing on me, Miss Garden. Wow. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. What a perfect way to end this. I love the Phase Zero crew. I love the Phase Zero community. I feel like we're saying goodbye just because it's the end of one era. We're on to the Marvels tomorrow. We have a bonus episode for that coming to you tomorrow afternoon on the Phase Zero YouTube channel. It'll be available on all major podcast platforms. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Turn the notifications on. Leave a five-star review on all the major podcast platforms. Play our show for your mom. Play it for your dog. Anything to get plus one of that you count. Play it all the way through to the end so the Spotify really puts it in the algorithm and tells everyone else to listen to. We appreciate that. This has been a huge success, and that's not only because my awesome co-hosts and the people behind the scenes have been showing up every Thursday to do the work, to come prepared, to be the experts, to have the passion, to have the fun, and to give you something entertaining, but because you are showing up with us to listen, to watch, to have a good time, and we love you for it. So we're not going anywhere. It's just the end of the Loki season right now, and we will have our regular show every Wednesday at noon Eastern time going forward and bonus episodes as we see fit, as we can cook them up. And if you have ideas, send them to us on social media. We'll see you there.